This is Pete Moore wanted to officially announce the release of Time to Win Again, 52 takeaways from team sports to ensure your business success. I wrote this book over the last year. I think you're going to love it. Good to great meets Where's Waldo. Pick them up for your team. Time to win in 2022. Happy to come to your club, your studio, your company, and talk about ways we can optimize business and win going forward. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having one of my initial friends in the health club industry from way back in the day that we won't even recall or want to remember. Late 90s, good friend of mine, still kicking away and making things happen in the Halo sector now. Lee Hillman, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Great, Pete. Nice to see you. You're a young guy. I've been there longer than that. Uh, you were like <laughs> one of my mentors back in the day. I was uh, like, all right, listen to your earnings calls and talking about power plate back in the day with private equity. So, you know, we've been through a lot. Uh, good. Always, <laughs> we've been through a lot together. But now the industry's finally like mainstream and all this private equity and venture is in it. We said, hey, I told you so, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. So why don't you give your, uh, give your truncated uh, background here? Most people know who you are and what you've done. Uh, so why don't you give your bio and how you got into the industry and then we'll uh, sure, away. Sure. Uh, most people don't maybe know in this industry that I was a partner at one of the big four accounting, international accounting firms. It's an audit partner. I left uh, in 1991 because I was recruited to uh, a former client of mine called Bally, called Bally all the forms of Bally at the time, because it was before it was just the health club business. And um, I uh, went in there as a CFO in a severe turnaround situation. And uh, we had $2 billion of defaulted debt, which back Oof. in 1991 was a big number. And so uh, it was a casualty of the Drexel Burnham implosion and you know, a lot of things that you and I remember from those days. Anyway, it, uh, uh, the Bally turnaround uh, uh, went in there, turnaround took several years, but it went well, went very well. We ended up uh, selling the casino group to uh, Hilton Hotels, and I came over to run the uh, health club business, which was in need of a second turnaround, and we did that, and we grew it to uh, almost a billion-dollar company at that time back in the mid nineties. And then, uh, I ran that business, uh, CEO, and then followed up as uh, chairman until, uh, 2000, the end of 2002 left. Um, and then, uh, came over, it was a dynamic company at the time doing great. Um, as I said, almost a billion dollars in sales and, and, uh, making tons of money. And, uh, I left and then went to, uh, consulting practice. And then uh, from there, uh, guys, this company called Powerplate found me. And uh, we started there and uh, started as a consultant for their U.S. Um, for their U.S. Uh, distributor. One thing led to another private equity backer. We bought Powerplate at uh, early in 2006. Uh, it's about a 12 to $14 million company. And, uh, by uh, the time I left in, uh, which wasn't more than 30 months later, 
latest 12 months sales were about 90 million mm-hmm. and uh, we were making lots of money there. And um, about five and a half years later, I uh, came back and uh, bought the company back uh, with some partners. And uh, we, uh, company in the five and a half years I was gone uh, had uh, diminished uh, greatly and not because the I mean, products are incredible, but uh, we came back in and bought the thing back because such a fantastic brand, such a fantastic product um, technology. And uh, we had to spend uh, much of the last seven or eight years uh, since 2013, putting this thing back together in a great way. It's uh, we've expanded the product line. We've uh, the products are incredible. You know, the research, I, I would venture to say that there isn't another exercise product anywhere that is more independent scientific and medical research than power plate. Yeah. It's, it's research. We see, we see studies come across our transom every day from around the world, uh, every week, I should say around the world. Yeah. It's um, amazing. The brand power. It, uh, it is. That technology's, you know, been around for many years and people see amazing results on it. I feel like it's, um, you know, we see some of this vibration technology now being used in the, in a workout recovery space and you see the results that people are getting, you know, on the power plate, you know, it's almost like it was a, it was a niche and it was kind of like hitting, you know, mass market. I think, you know, pretty much like right when COVID hit, you know, you just heard a lot more people chirping right. in a positive way about power plate. Before we go into power plate, I, I want to, you've got a really interesting background from a standpoint of not afraid to get your hands dirty. Um, you're obviously a type A guy, but you got a lot of patience. Um, talk to people for a minute about, you know, when you look at an opportunity such as now, you know, you've looked at deals when you're during the financial crisis, you look at deals now post COVID that might not be EBITDA. You got to have a vision, but you also got to be realistic that says, Hey, like this company can be rejuvenated or this brand can be rejuvenated or the promise could be remade. Um, or, you know, look, I look at a hundred different deals. Like I pass on most of them, but like certain things are special to you and and stand out. So maybe give us a little bit, if I was coming into you and saying, Hey, Lee, I'm thinking about buying this distressed company right now. You know, what kind of like overall guidance or questions would, you know, would be important to you to get the answers to? Great question, Pete. And and one of the other things I should say is my background, I am, have been the director of quite a few public companies, uh, set of boards of directors and on private companies. And I would say if, if I have anything of a specialty, it is distressed companies, turnarounds and things like that. And so I, I, I've been through a lot of those experiences. So your question's right on point. And, um, you know, for me, you have to look at something without the, the rose colored glasses on it and say, is this a business that should be there? Or is it just a good idea that would be a nice to have, but really isn't a business? And there's lots of those that we see those all the time. And uh, people come with all kinds of great ideas. They're really wonderful ideas, but they need, they need self-support because, because they're not really investable ideas that can be scaled and can be commercialized in the way that, that they need to be to make them something mm-hmm. worth doing and spending time. Time is the one thing that you can never get back. And anything else is, is replenishable, but time is not. And, um, and so 
you have to keep that in mind at all, always when you're when you're looking at opportunities. And uh, we, uh, you know, we get quite a few of them now at PowerPlay, also. But um, but we, uh, you know, over over the years, I can't tell you how many. Well, you 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 know, you and I know how many there have been. People call you and say, "Hey, I got this great idea. Would you mind looking at it?" And I'm, sure. you know, I'm pretty easygoing guy about it. I look, I like to look at things, and 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 you have to advise them, you know, honestly as to is this something that can be done, and if so, how you would see it getting done, and, and uh, what what needs to get done. I mean, you go yeah. through it too. Yeah, no, I do. You know, we, we've made several investments, and you know, as most people have seen in the in the public markets, there are companies that are deemed a great idea yet haven't made a dollar of EBITDA. It might not make a dollar of, of EBITDA for, for years to come. It might be valued at multiples of revenue. And those executives might be, you know, high flyers and think, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm killing it, you know, based on my pre-money or post-money valuation. Give us a little insight into, like, when you are in, get involved in a business that's losing money, you know it's going to lose money for a period of time. And I, I have the same issue, and I'm, I'll give you my answer after yours. But how do you psychologically continue to motivate yourself and the team to say, like, "Hey, this thing's not turning." I remember, as an aside, I remember like hedge funds used to like buy companies and they'd be like, "Holy shit, this thing's not fixed." It's like been three months since we own it. Like, bro, that's right. why you were able to buy it for nothing. It's because it takes a lot of time to fix it. So, how do you kind of calibrate if you're going to get into a distress situation? And now, you know, it could be a year, it could be three years, it could be longer. How much runway do you want in the bank of someone else's money to, to get through that? Or how much sleep do you lose like me saying like, you know, hey, I didn't, I kind of underestimated how long this was going to take to fix. Yeah. Well, I mean, power play was one of the, was that this time as well. It was, it was uh, a fix the first time happened faster. And I had a, I had a bunch of money behind me that time. Made it easier this time. Uh, I didn't, uh, but uh, we we've made the fix. And uh, uh, look, it, there there is no magic number, but I tell you what, you're you're exactly right. Guys often think they're they're very high flyers. Business is not making money. Um, the first thing I look for when I'm looking at that situation is um, is the is the founder or the person running it. You know how much are they taking out? If they're taking money out of a business that's not making money, there's something yeah. wrong. There's you're something wrong. In sal- you're saying in salary? Yeah. Compensation yeah. In yeah. addition to right. if they're trying to take money off the table at the time of the, the deal. You know, everything's, either, a, everything's a tell. That's right. Your, I mean, either mind. one, it's, it, it tells you it tells you something about the mindset. It tells you yeah. something about the dedication. And uh, and it tells you about, about the uh, incentive they have right. to make it work. And, you know... That's, you know, I value people that are willing to make that sacrifice and, you know, maybe it's not zero, but it's, but but make the sacrifice to, um, you know, to make sure that this thing, whatever it is, works. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. It's not easy because sometimes you got to bring in a lot of other people to help you. And, um, you know, people don't come help you just out of charity. So it's, um, you know, it, it's something that is extraordinarily important. I don't, I can't tell you that there's a formula for it. It's, you've got to look into the soul of every person that you're dealing with. Um, 
I'll tell you here at PowerPlate, it has taken, it took me years to sort of hone the team to where I wanted it to be with people that I wanted to be, you know, be with and have around me and that were willing to, to do the things it took to, to make this what it, what it can be. And, uh, and, you know, and in this case, we're, we're dealing with a company that, that of course was $90 million in revenue, you know, and, mm-hmm. and very profitable, um, 13 years ago. And it's, it, it is on the way that direction again. So mm-hmm. we, we need to realize that we need to do the smart things to get us there. It's, um, you know, it applies to any business. I, you and I have, you and I have even talked about some businesses that. You yeah, know, sure. Sure. That, uh, How do you, um, I want to ask you a question kind of somewhat adjacency to that is there, there are a lot of founders. You're not, you aren't the founder of PowerPlate. However, you know, there are founders that see someone else buy their business, then the business, you know, inevitably goes south. And then they feel like this personal like conviction to go back and be like, I'm going to go back and like save my kid from, you know, like the swimming pool. And they, and they end up going so deep into the swimming pool right. that they forgot like, Hey man, you already cashed out. Like move on to your next opportunity. Right. And like you don't have to live in a rear view mirror. So how many success stories have you seen with that? Or maybe like somebody came to you and said, Hey, I'm going to go buy, buy back my business. And you're like, dude, like just keep, keep going down the road and don't, you don't have to look back. Like, that's not your responsibility, you know, or maybe it is. I, you know, I think I think you see you see some that are successful, you see some that aren't. The guy who was the most successful at it, although he didn't own the whole company, was Steve Jobs, right? That's a guy who went back. That's and, a great. That's a great comp. We can end. We can end the podcast now. Thank <laughs> you. Good, good That's a showstopper right there. That's a podcast stopper, Lee. Thank he, you. He did it. He did it. But you know, look, there's a lot of lot of people. It's not, it's usually not a question of the person. I mean, you have to assume that the person knows what they're doing and they were do, and they, I mean, has the drive to do it because they've done it before. If you don't have the drive, you shouldn't even attempt it. But what it takes is the, is the, is the, 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 the thought process and the visibility of clear vision of what the company can be. Right. And, and what it should be. And, and do you have the, you know, the passion and desire to do it all over again? I had that experience, that opportunity at Bally. And mm-hmm. I, I chose not to go there because it, I thought that the damage in, was just too great, um, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But in the case of PowerPlay, boy, I, I tell you, this, is, this thing is, uh, it's, it's the most unique technology there is and yeah. um, people have begun to realize it. and 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 as you know virtually every pro sports team virtually every co- collegiate athletic program hundreds of hospitals hundreds of medical situations in the US and around the world they're they're totally into it and and when i say that i mean they're they're utilizing it and getting incredible results you know and and many other as, yeah. uh, areas of business so because of that, I looked at it and I said, you know what? This is worthwhile. Yeah. Because it can change the world and it can change people's lives. It, you know, I wasn't going back to, you know, buying a restaurant back that I used to own. I had a couple of situations where I could have done that. I didn't want to yeah, do that. Yeah. But I think you know, it's important. Yeah. I mean, you, what, you're, what you're hitting on is 
And what I wanted to, to have you opine on is, you know, there are times when people make decisions too quickly, whether it's an equity partner, whether it's a deal that that's come back around that they want to do. And I, I don't think they fully lay out. And I've, I've been, you know, subject to this myself where I'm like, okay, what's the upside here? What's the downside, the real downside? Yeah. And what's my return on time? My, my buddy, Brett Keith, harps on me all that. Just like you mentioned, like I can't get my time back. So if I'm going to deal with these distressed opportunities, it needs probably 100% of my time, which means I'm not going to be able to see the growth equity deals. So I'm basically banking on the return of this distressed deal, one, on a daily basis to like, I want to be happy doing what I'm doing, you know, yeah. going into like, you know, the Star Wars, uh, you know, trash compactor and try and get out versus like, hey, let me go start on a nice football field and run some 40-yard dashes. Like, it's a lot easier to just run the 40-yard dash on a nice well, new AstroTurf field. Right? You, yeah, we, you, you said the key thing there. It's, it's do, you, do you love it? Do you believe in it? Those are, those are imperatives to me. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing that brought me back here is that I truly believe that this is, this is a situation that can change people's lives for the better. Yeah. And the people that I have around me are passionate about it. And, and we we're here on a mission and it's, it's a doing by doing good, you know, we'll do well by doing good. And it happened once before. So we know it can be done again. And now we're doing it with better, better support, better, better um, uh, scientific and medical support, more customers and, and more experience. And, you know, over two and a half billion sessions been done on our on a power plate, for example. I mean, it, it's it's um, you know, but you have to have the passion for it. You have to, you have to have a a mission. Right? I think is yeah. the, is the key. And and I feel like I have a mission here to change people's lives. And uh, you know, it's made my life better. And I, you know, and I'm but I'm not a I'm not coming at it as a zealot. I'm coming at it as a this is a business. This is this is a product that people need to know about. They need to experience. And once they experience it, they'll, you know, it will help improve their lives. They'll find ways to, to use it. Yeah. That's great. uh, One one of the things I want to talk to you about um, is something that, that is an unusual characteristic of power play. And all these years I was starting to talk about the teams that use it and the, and so forth. Mm -hmm. We, unlike uh, a lot of others that you see out there that are, clearly signing up a lot of uh, sports celebrities, particularly to endorse their product and so forth. We've never done that. We, um, you know, occasionally we'll give somebody a product or something in exchange for a whole bunch of work they'll do for us. But largely most of these, well, all the teams and, and almost all the celebrities purchase our product themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Celebrities the same way, Hollywood celebrities, and it's a it's unusual in that in that for all the years we've been in this business, we've never had to pay a celebrity. We, you know, we had one that came to us that just said to us finally, Lee, you know, I've been using this product for almost 15 years and I use it every day and I want to invest alongside you. You got the greatest products in the world. And so we took in Mark Wahlberg as an investor. And, um, and Mark is a, he's a great partner. He's, I mean, you couldn't have a more authentic guy. He literally does use our product 
every day. He takes our products with him to movie sets around the world. He's always on, you know, and this has been going on for, you know, way over a decade. So it's, um, you know, that's something that is unusual. Our technology is first thing that sets us apart. I mean, there's nothing in the world like a power plant. There's others that say they're whole body vibration and stuff. I, I would I would challenge as to whether it even is vibration. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that a teeter-totter standing perpendicular on a teeter-totter is vibration. Yeah, it, it, there's a benefit to it. There's no doubt. And there's some things you get out of it. But as you know, Pete, anything you do on the ground, you can do on a power play. Sure. sure. No, I've used it several times. I mean, it's a great, it's a great workout. Right. You know, when you think about, you know, like, let's take like a Therabody and, and Hyperice, like five years ago at the Ursa show down in San Diego, you know, these guys run around with these, like, you know, the wall black and Decker tools. And I'm like, Oh, that, that's pretty cool. You know, and then they've turned into what they've turned into yeah. part of that's vibration technology. And then, you know, some other things on the, on the medical side, but it's not a, it's not a full workout. Um, how much of the, the power plate's future success depends on educating the consumer. You know, you're always educating the consumer. In the case of power plate, the platforms themselves, that education, uh, we carry virtually all the, virtually all the, the water on that one. Because mm-hmm. as I said, there's nothing like a power plate. And others, you know, they, they, they produce something they call whole body vibration, but it's not. None of it look, works like power plate. Um, power plate is a, it's a unique system. We are constantly advancing it. So we constantly need to educate people on it. However, the research side of it, we don't spend any money on that. All this hundreds of, of, of university and medical center research studies, we don't spend money on that. That's done independently of us. Most often, we don't even know that it's happening. Mm-hmm. I received two studies the other day that uh, I saw for the first time that came out of uh, Japan that we had nothing to do with. I mean, it's just, you know, um, but what were they doing? They were doing like, were they doing like comparisons of like weight loss or muscle mass, you know, over a period of time? These were medical machines. These were medical studies out of a hospital uh, in Sendai uh, that um, one of them was on uh, type two diabetics and the benefits that they get from power plate and controlling their glycemic levels. And the other one was on cognitive function, cognitive Mm -hmm. function for people that had um, were aging or had cognitive disabilities and how the power plate caused their cerebral blood flow to increase and therefore improve cognitive function. Now that's pretty heady stuff, isn't it? Yeah. But you know what? It applies to everybody. And, and it's, um, you know, that doesn't sound like your, your normal gym stuff, but there's an awful lot of that that goes on too. And there's, you know, constantly, uh, seeing studies on, on explosive power on flexibility on uh, speed training, on you know, you name it, jump height. I mean, why do all the NBA players use it? You know, get on power plate for 30 seconds to a minute and your jump height's going to go up 10 to 15%. That's useful if you're playing in the NBA. Yeah, or you know? if you're undrafted, like that's I am, it. 49. That's right. I mean, I got to yeah. plan my future accordingly. That's right. But I've often said to people, and, and people don't realize it, 
when you're watching an NBA game and a guy's coming off the bench, you'll see them first go off the bench and go up underneath the stands or go off into the tunnel rather and come back maybe 30 seconds to a minute later. And then they take off their sweats and then they're, they're ready to go in the game. When they went off in that tunnel, more likely than not, they jumped on a power plate huh. for a minute because that's what prepares them. They get better prepared. And, and you know, you, you see all kinds of NFL guys, you know, they wouldn't come off the field, the practice field or the, or the, the game day without jumping on a power plate to enhance recovery. Mm-hmm. It's the best recovery tool there is in the world, bar none. And, you know, we've got all kinds of testimonials on that. But, um, uh, you know, you, you can't get that kind of recovery benefit any other way. What we do have, well, we do need to do is to, because we're at the top of the pyramid. We have incredible credibility at the top of the pyramid. What we need is for the rest of the world to find out about it. Yeah. And find how to. Maybe, maybe you should put a little mini camera in the power plate that are in the NBA teams. And then you can be like, <laughs> oh, check out who just hopped on a power plate. It could be like a. Uh, the video they, you know, Instagram they going around every team be like, yo, this guy's on a power play. Right it's now. funny. You know, it, it, you say that they post on their own enough. I mean, I'm sure uh, mm-hmm. Christian Ronaldo. That's an example. That's a guy that he's the most famous athlete in the world, probably. And a couple times a year, Christian Ronaldo will post without, we have no connection with Christian, except that he has a power plate at home <laughs> in, in his gym at home. And he posts, Something that, you know, either he's using it or his son's using it or his fiance or somebody. And, you know, it's the same thing with many celebrities. There, there's just a, a ton of them that do that. Uh, we had, um, who was it just recently? Oh, uh, there was an article written, uh, several articles, a whole series of them, written about uh, Stevie Nicks, the very sure. famous rock star, right? Mm-hmm. And about how power plate has been an integral part of her life for 15 years, she wrote in her book that power plate helped save her life at one point, wow. you know, when she was going through a depressed time. Well, okay. 15 years later, we see something about cognitive function and how power plate helps the brain. You know, maybe there's a connection there. Yeah. You can get into the, into the athletic stuff. It goes on all the time. We, we have athletes, you know, posting about, about power plate and, uh, Funny story, Derrick Henry, right? Sure. Mr. Superman in football, right? Um, yep. When he was at Alabama, one day we get a, we get a call, said, you got to see this article that's in, I don't know, the publication that it was in. It was a uh, athletics publication of some type. Big article, Derrick Henry sitting on a power plate, <laughs> doing the interview on a power plate. And it talks about it. And he talks about power plate and how great it is. This is when he was in college. Now, we get a call. We saw this article. We didn't know anything about it. We, you know, that's nice. Um, we didn't think anything about it about it any further. A couple of weeks later, we get a call from the compliance officer at the University of Alabama on their NCAA program, admonishing us for getting Derek Henry. To do this this interview, oh, I thought it was like a name product. image likeness uh, sponsorship. That's funny. We had nothing to do with it <laughs> whatsoever, nothing at all. I mean, you know, but do athletes realize the power plate helps them? You bet. 
Is Derrick Henry now over at the Titans, you know, using power play? Well, the Titans have had, they were one of the first NFL teams to go big with power play. And I'm sure he's using it all the time, but you know, it's just that kind of thing that we hear. We'll see uh, uh, some sort of a feature on the Chicago Blackhawks about their training methods uh, and their um, both conditioning and training. And they'll be showing the, the, you know, their gym at the stadium at, at the United Center. And there's the power plates lined That's up. That's awesome. And they'll be talking about it. And they'll even have sometimes they'll be, you know, they'll have kids or they'll have reporters get up on the power plate because it's special. It yeah. does something nothing else does. It's great. So, so we'll, we'll, in the show notes, we'll put up some of these links to some of these medical reports. It's sure. great to have you on. I'll, I'll come. I'll come down to Newport. My uh, uh, weeks yeah. To catch up. Uh, My chief marketing course. officer can get a bunch of that stuff where if you want. So, so we can so, so in closing here, you want to give us a, a quote that you live by, or one of the the Hillmanisms uh, before we, here we close go. out here. Sure. Well, one of the things I, I always I always live by this is uh, some advice that a former mentor of mine gave me, which is that you have to have nine eyes. You have to be looking around all the time. If you, if you get lazy and you stop thinking about things and you stop looking at what's going on around you, the world's going to pass you by. And, I like uh, it. That's, uh, that's one. Every time I talk to you, I could give you another one. All right. We'll save that one for the sequel. Um, congrats on getting back. Good to see you again in person at, at Ursa and, uh, look forward to, uh, to getting power play as part of my, uh, my home and hybrid workout regimen. So we'll talk. About I'd that love to see that. I'd love awesome. to see that. I All hope right, to see you in California soon. Yep. You got it, buddy. All right. All right. Thanks for coming time. on. Talk Take care, soon. Pete. Thanks. Later.